to have a look forward a little bit uh, as we look to the, the second half of this year. Uh, it was really brilliant to celebrate as a family last week, and I guess today is more kind of sitting around the lounge talking about some detail of how the family's doing. So I, I have a good report for you today, all right? Things have been, we've had a good year, and so that's what we're going to be looking at this morning. But I'd like to just start um, where Andy kind of encouraged us last week from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 32. So if you're in your Bibles, we're going to just read the verses that we read last week. Uh, Recall the former days when after you were enlightened, you endured a hard struggle with suffering, sometimes being publicly exposed to reproach and affliction, sometimes being partners with those so treated. For you had compassion on those in prison, and you joyfully accepted the plundering of your property, since you knew that you yourselves uh, had a better possession and an abiding one. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. For yet a little while, and the coming one will come and not delay, but my righteous one shall live by faith, And if he shrinks back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and persevere and preserve their souls, rather. We are of those who have faith and preserve their souls. And and Andy had this really, really encouraging message uh, as a prophetic encouragement to us as a church as we celebrated 15 years of being in existence um, and as we looked at our history and looked towards our future, and he said two very basic things. Do not throw away your confidence and persevere. And uh, I love that line that he, he um, started with, that there's a propensity in all of us and all of our faith that tends to be senile. Remember he said that? We tend to forget the good things that God has done. We, we tend to often forget the good things that God has done. And what we did last week was to build an altar It was to celebrate and, in a real sense, to put something in place that would remind us as we look back that God has done a wonderful thing over the years here. And every time you come into this building, remember what God has done for us. Yes? This building is not the thing. And when we were raising funds and uh, some of of you commented to to say you never realized it was such a... um, a disaster before we redid it, and some of the pictures last week um, showed how much the building has changed. Uh, these are good things. This is wonderful that God has provided in such an amazing way for us. And so we, every time you come here, remember what God has done. And remember, Andy used the word Ebenezer, which was the Old Testament, one of the Old Testament words for the altar, and it simply means, thus far God has been with us. Yes? Thus far, God has been with us. So every time you come here, remind yourself of what God has done. And secondly, his encouragement was that we shouldn't throw our confidence because we'll be richly rewarded. Remember John Bunyan's quote? Can you remember? I'm just a little test to see <laughs> how much you remember from last week. God has laid so many promises out before the Christian that he cannot take one step forward but for treading on one. Isn't that wonderful? God has promised us so much. And as we step forward, we step on the promises that he's given us. And so I want to encourage you, just as Andy did last week, as we move forward, let's be courageous, let's be full of faith. And what I particularly loved was the picture of the car. Remember, he said the car, felt like the car has been going, circling the track, 
And now we're moving out of the circle into a more linear progression of what God has for us as we journey into the future. And that really encouraged me because the last time, I don't know if you remember, Greg Haslam was with us a couple of years ago. Do you remember the prophetic picture he had for us as a church? Yeah? He said, the train is in the siding. And the train is in the siding because God is repairing the motor. He's repairing the engine so that the train can go fully into the journey that God has for us. And, I mean, Annie didn't know that. What a wonderful encouragement I felt like God was saying. We're leaving the siding. We're leaving the track. We are moving positively forward into the, journey, into the future that God has for us and the original intention that he had for us as a local church. And so, of course, Andy's encouragement was that um, promise, the promises of God are often conditional. And so the two conditions that he felt for us was not to throw away our confidence and that secondly we will need to persevere. And if we do that, we're going to enjoy God's promise for us. And so he went to more to talk about confidence and perseverance. And I want to encourage you, if you weren't uh, here, or just to refresh yourself in what he said, go and listen again to the podcast, encourage yourself so that we can leave the track together and move into the future that God has for us as one man. All right? And as um, I've been thinking about it this week, I was just reminded of, of Moses. And if you know Deuteronomy 29, it's at the end of Moses' life. I'm not going to read the whole portion, but just four little encouragements this morning um, out of Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy 29, the first 29 verses, Moses at the end of his life is reflecting and, and encouraging the people before they go into the promised land. And he does a remarkable thing. And there are four little keys for us that I want to bring out this morning. And again, he starts, Moses started at the place that Andy started with us last week. And the first thing he says to the people... He says, remember, isn't that amazing? As they're about to go into the promised land, he says to them over and over again in different myriad of ways, remember who you are. Remember who God has made you to be. Remember all that you've come through. Remember all um, that you've endured. And remember to whom you belong. This is the encouragement that he, he, he starts with to, to uh, encourage the Israelites and how they can continue to live as God's people. And he reminds them, he says, remember the miracles that you saw uh, in, in the desert as you were journeying through the desert. He reminds them that their, their shoes and their clothes didn't, wore out, didn't wear out for 40 years. And he said, that's a practical example of, of, of how God cared for your every need. Remember, your shoes didn't even wear out as you journeyed through the wilderness. And so as we look back at the last 15 years of this church, I want to encourage you to recall every good thing that God has done for you. Every good thing that God has provided for you in your life, uh, the care that God has shown you, the marriage partners that God has given you, the children that God has blessed you with, the things that have been restored in your life, the job that God has given you, all the things that God has done, let's remember them with grateful hearts. Why? Because it builds faith, it, it builds courage, and as we look at the faithfulness of God in the, in the past, we can then anticipate God's faithfulness into the future. And as I present the numbers to you just now, I can do so with joy in my heart because God has been so faithful over this last year. And I hope you will be encouraged. And I hope as we look towards the future to some other things that we need to do, that it will stir faith and courage in your heart for what God can still do. All right? And the second thing God, um, Moses encourages the people with, he says, remember, and then he, he calls them to a, a higher level of obedience. All right? The second thing. He urges them towards obedience. And he recognizes that these people that he's leading have uh, 
a choice. Either they follow the covenant of the Lord and follow His commandments and enjoy this partnership with God, or they tend to disobedience. And so he reminds them, he says, no, this is what God has done. Let that inspire obedience in you for the future so that you can enjoy all that God has in a partnership with the Lord. And I, I want to encourage you with that this morning as well. Um, God still calls us to obedience. Obedience is not legalism. I'd like to talk about that a little bit in the future. Often people uh, say, oh, that's all right for you. God's called you to do that. Don't ask that of me. <laughs> no, no, we're all called to obedience. We are all called to conform our lives to the truth of God's Word. And if you didn't know that, if, if you didn't know this in terms of our, this church, in this church, we preach the Word of God as the highest authority in our lives. I want you to know that. That's what you're signing up to if you come into this church. That God's Word is the highest authority in our lives. And all of us have areas in our lives that need to conform to His Word. All of us have areas. All of us have different things that need to be brought into alignment to the Word of God. And this is not a criticism. This is just becoming more and more like Jesus. This is becoming more and more like the Son of God. As our lives change under the power of the Holy Spirit, not by legalism, not by me telling you what you need to do, but as you listen to the voice of God in your life and you hear His Holy Spirit, He says, I want you to change that. Maybe that's not such a good thing. Come on now, I'm, gonna, I'm the paracletos. I'm the one that stands alongside you. I'm going to help you to change that in your life for your own good. For the sake of your future, for the sake of your family, I want you to deal with that. God is kind. That's how He works with us. So I'm not accusing anybody. I've seen the sword of God go through my own heart many, many times. And if you speak to my family, there are many areas that I've learned to change. And I'm still learning to change. But let's not dismiss God's word and say it applies to everybody else except to me. I'm the exception. There are no exceptions in the kingdom of God. We are all His children. He loves us all equally, and He wants all of us to become more like Him. That's it. We are called to a higher level of obedience. Why? Because God wants us to be fruitful in our lives. Rooted in Christ, planted in family, fruitful in life. That's what God has called us to as a church. And so, I'm not asking you to obey my thoughts. I'm not asking you to obey my ideas. I'm asking you to come and put your life, as we all do, under the word of the authority of the Word of God, and we all change to become more and more like His Son. Yeah? We all need alignment. Thirdly, He calls them to focus. Why? He said uh, Moses knew that as they entered the promised land, they would be distracted by a whole lot of things. They were surrounded by different nations that had different customs, different ways of doing things. There were Baal worshippers, there were Canaanites, there were all these people in the promised land. And he knew that if they took their eyes off the living Christ, if they took their eyes off God, they would be distracted by all those things and would fall back into idolatry and paganism. I want to say to you, we all need to hear that. Our culture is becoming increasingly pagan. It's becoming increasingly individualistic. There are, you don't have to open your eyes very large to see there are, there are idols in our culture everywhere. <laughs> idols of materialism, idols of uh, sexual... How can I put it? Um, everyone's just kind of like worships sexuality in, in different ways. We live in the most kind of pagan culture in some ways. And they can either distract us or we can keep our eyes focused on Jesus to say we're going to live our lives in a way that honors Him. Yeah? 
And it was the same for the Israelites as they moved into the promised land. They had to focus on what God had called them to. And I want to encourage you as we look to the future that we would focus on what God has called us to. This world says we need to be above all else. We must be tolerant and inclusive. And I believe that we love people and we include everybody. But the Bible also says this, is that we are discerning, we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we love good and we hate evil. I was fascinated, Bono, that it's amazing how Christians claim different celebrities, don't they? In the last, the last uh, years, everyone's loved to, cl- loved to claim Bono because he has this thing of, well, he's a Christian and he speaks about Christ. Well, I'm not here to judge Bono, but I disagree with him. You hear what he said about the, the vote in, in, in Ireland? We've now put the gay back into Gaelic. The highest love of Ireland, the highest law of, of, of Ireland is now that is the law of love. That it doesn't matter who you love, man, woman, anyone else, as long as you love them. I disagree <laughs> with Bono. As much good as he's done, as much as he stands for Christ in certain ways, I disagree with him on that issue. And that's what I want to say. Unashamedly, I believe marriage is between one man and one woman until death you are parted. That is it. This is what the Bible says. There's a Michael Parrish. Is a, I'm getting distracted now, but I do need to say this. Michael Parrish is an atheist, gay man, who's a brilliant journalist. I love reading his writing, and you can read his writing in the local papers. He said this. He said, Why is it that there's no one in the, in the Catholic Church, and I'm not picking on the Catholic Church, it's just to do with that issue, that is bold enough to get up and say that they believe this is what the Bible says. This is, he says, he says I, I am a gay agnostic person and I stand against same-sex marriage. On this basis, he said, why don't Christians just get up and say what they really believe? Why don't they just get up? Why is there no one who's bold enough, who's the intellectual now to stand up and say, on this basis we say, we stand, we do not move. You know what the cardinals were saying? They were saying, oh, actually, um, we're just out of touch with the culture and we need to adjust ourselves to the culture. Really? Get some courage. (laughs) Anyway, there ends my little rant. But anyway, that's why I'm saying our culture is becoming more and more pagan in very obvious ways. And we just need to... I'm not uh, trying to put my thing on you, but I'm just saying that's what I believe. I believe as a Christian, that's where we need to stand. We love everybody. And we ask God to transform us all into the power, by the power of His Son. Amen? I'm going to have no friends left after I've finished preaching. And lastly, recall. Fourth thing. So, remember, obey, focus, and recall. And I want to encourage you, the last thing that Moses says is that he... He encourages them. He says, hold on to everything that you know about God. Hold on to everything that God has uh, um, revealed to you about himself. That's what we need to do as we move forward into the future. We've got to celebrate every way that God has worked in our lives. And as we walk in obedience to his word and his gospel and keep our eyes off the world, not getting distracted by those that oppose us, not getting bent out of shape when people insult us, just standing on the word of God, saying this is what we believe, gently, with God's spirit, let that encourage you.